Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to play the game. It may be the nighttime, but the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with you in the Kia Studios with you for the full four tonight on this Friday. We ask you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much. You want to listen in. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Take the smartphone. Take the Alexa speakers. Take your tablet. Take your Nikon camera, your Coleco, your ring doorbell. Whatever your device is, just download it on something to be able to catch us. When you are on the go, social media is at 910 on the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to be a part of the show, follow us on our personal Twitter pages. I'm at JMCH316. That is your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there. Producing the show on the other side of the glass, Day Day is in the house at the D. Lewis for real. Well, a whole bunch of things uh, that are going on uh, here tonight. So uh, we will talk to our friend of the show, Lauren Williams, Hawks beat reporter. For the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is last night we were at State Farm Arena. It was myself and Caleb Johnson, our Hawks reporter, and uh, Sparty, Deshaun Tate, our college basketball insider. We were at uh, State Farm Arena for the Hawks draft party as a part of the draft show last night. And, uh, you know, I-, I will say we kind of all three of us were kind of talking in the last hour, and we were kind of like, look, let's talk about the warts and all of this organization. And I thought the three of us had a really good discussion about where the Hawks are, what they can be, where they're at, this, that, and the other. Um, I thought we had a good discussion about the Hawks last night, you know, in that final hour as we kind of moved away from the Hawks pick. And to be honest with you, you know, nobody cares about guys that were picked in the 20s, right? And and 
we didn't have audio for like half of them. I mean, again, there were guys all over the board, right? When you start to get that low in the draft, like people are looking for specific fits, not even necessarily the best player available, but a fit for a guy that can come in and do something. But we had a good discussion last night. So uh, if you didn't hear that Atlanta Hawks selected Kobe Bufkin from the University of Michigan with the 15th pick in the draft, and then Seth Lundy from Penn State with the 46th pick in the draft. So the Hawks did not make any moves as far as their draft stock goes. Uh, there were a lot of rumors during the day that were floating around. One was linking DeAndre Hunter to the Indiana Pacers. Um, also, Dallas was supposedly looking at Clint Capella and the number 10 pick. Um, so, again, a lot of rumors that were floating out there, but nothing materialized. And I, I heard bits and pieces of Landry, Landry Fields interview, and we're going to talk here in just a little bit, in about 15 minutes from right now, about who you believe in. Because, again, I can't – I'm not saying that some of these questions haven't been asked, but at some point somebody's got to pin the mat to the shoulders and or pin the shoulders to the mat and say, okay, you know, what, what's it going to be? Because I, I think we need to know these kinds of things before we get – the direction of where we're going and where we're headed on things. We'll talk more about that, you know, again, as we, as we get into the next segment, but I, look, I, I don't have a problem with what the Hawks drafted. I think Bufkin's probably going to play in the G league. I, I think when all is said and done, look, is it better for him to play four or five minutes a night for the NBA team? Or is it better for him to start every night and get experience and play in the G league? That's what it comes down to. Is this five or six minutes more valuable on the Hawks than it is developing in the G League? Had it been a big man or a center or, you know, a power forward kind of player, I might have had a different thought. But I definitely think that when you draft a guy that's a guard and somebody in the backcourt, I don't see how that player is playing. I just don't see how that guy is going to play meaningful minutes for this club. Because you want to go get a veteran backup point guard, right? You don't want a rookie coming into spell trail. You want a veteran backup point guard. And if you've got Murray, Young, and you've got Bogey, and you've got a veteran point guard, there's just not going to be the amount of minutes for a Buffkin to play. And so better to be in the G League and play every night and get your feet wet and start living the professional lifestyle and all these other things than to sit on the bench playing five or six minutes a night. And we know Quinn Snyder, I mean, based upon the sample size that we have, he's probably going to have a shorter bench. He didn't get real deep into his bench at times, and he really shortened it up when we got to the postseason. So am I supposed to expect that he's going to all of a sudden turn a corner on some things? So it just adds up to have Bufkin play in the G League. I don't know what their plan is with him. I really don't. But I hope it's something that makes sense and not just five minutes a night because I want to see a rookie play. Like, that's not going to do me any good. And, and again, he's a nice enough player. He ain't LeBron James. He ain't Dwayne Wade coming into the league, right? I mean, he's not one of the top two or three players coming into the – I'll say he's not even Brandon Miller coming into the league. Be different if it was Brandon Miller. We had Be different if we had Brandon Miller on our roster now. Now we've got a whole lot of things we can do. I'm just using him as an example of just one of the top-tier players in the draft. So we'll talk to Lauren Williams coming up here at uh, 740. Uh, 820, we'll talk to our buddy Kurt Heelan as 
we bounce around with the Hawks and we go around the draft. And, you know, look, a lot of moves in free agency so far, trades and all that good stuff. A lot of moving pieces so far in the NBA. Chris Paul and Bradley Beal and, you know, Porzingis and guys are moving everywhere. So we'll talk with him about uh, what's going to maybe the next domino that's uh, that's going to fall here. Uh, we're watching the best team in the National League in the Atlanta Braves right now. As this game started at 6, this game's weird, 640 is when this game started. And that's East Coast time, 640. Like, that's kind of crazy, but um, Braves and Reds right now, <laughs> it's only the, what, the top of the second inning. Braves are at bat. Oh, yeah, they've got a 5 nothing lead already. Luke Weaver, they're starting pitching for the for the for the Reds, and we'll talk about what the Reds have been here in just a minute. But Luke Weaver, their starter tonight, has made eleven starts and he has a six forty seven ERA. Now that's now up to seven point one zero. Day day. Let me ask you a question: Is a guy that's a starter that's making his twelfth start of the year and he has a seven point one ERA? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, that's not a good thing. Oh, okay. Just wanted to be sure. I I wanted to be sure in the modern analytical, sabermetric, metrosexual world of statistical analysis that 7.1 ERAs. I know we don't count ERAs anymore because it's only a snapshot of what a pitcher's effectiveness is for only the last, oh, I don't know, let, let's put a number on it, 130 years? <laughs> right. Anyway. But Luke Weaver's got a 7-1 ERA. And guess what the Braves have done? Whack the ever-living daylights out of him. So the best team in baseball, and we're going to make a proclamation coming up at 9 o'clock. Yeah, listen, here's what I feel tonight, Day-Day. Okay? Mm-hmm. I feel hot takey. Oh, uh-oh. I, I feel I, by uh-oh. next week I may be hosting Get Woke. <laughs> I, may be, I may be hosting Hot Woke or whatever or Woke Take or whatever those shows are. I feel I, I got some hot take Tommy in me tonight. We're going to get hot takey everywhere. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But Braves right now with a 5 nothing lead. So the Cincinnati Reds came into tonight with the chance to tie their franchise record in wins. They've won 11 games in a row. You can't be hotter. And we're going, and we went to Cincinnati to play in their home field in that bandbox of a stadium. Holy cow. You talk about, you talk about Coors Field. That that red stadium, what what is that called? Great American Ballpark or whatever it's called. Holy cow. Like that's the ultimate bandbox in Major League Baseball. Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Coors Field, like those are the ultimate bandboxes in Major League Baseball. I think is it the Great American Ballpark? Is that what that what the stadium in Cincinnati is called? I think I think it's called that. But Braves are up 5-0 already. AJ Smith Shaver is only pitched an inning. This game started at 7:40, and he's only pitched one inning, and we're now at 7:12. And in fast modern fast times at, at Ridgemont Baseball, where, where you know as games move along at a, at a brisk pace, he's pitched one inning, and we're what 30 what 20 32 minutes into the game in one inning, and he only threw uh, he only threw 11 pitches, so it wasn't like he lingered out there for 35 pitches. He threw 11 pitches. So Braves have spotted him a nice lead. Yeah, great American ballpark, okay? Darno is homered uh, in the game. He's got three RBI. Riley's got an RBI. Michael, or sorry, Orlando Arcia is one for one. He's got an RBI. 
There are going to be a lot of Braves at the All-Star game, just so you know. Where's the All-Star game played this year? Look look that up. Where's where's the 2023 MLB All-Star game played? Because there's going to be a lot of Braves. Bryce Elder should be an All-Star. Spencer Strider should be an All-Star. I said it. I'm hot, I'm hot take I'm hot take Chuckery tonight. Elder and Strider. So it's in Seattle. So what is that? Um uh is that uh that's not uh, not Petco. What what's the name? Um what's the name of that? They had WrestleMania 19 there. Oh, is it called T-Mobile? What was it back in the old days? When when they had WrestleMania 19 in Seattle. Remember when Brock Lesnar did the uh did the shooting star press and about broke his neck on Kurt Angle? And that was the Rock and that was Austin's final match. Rock and Austin three, the Rock pinned him, and that was Austin's final match in it. What was it? What was it called back in the, at WrestleMania? Because it was in Seattle. It wasn't the Kingdom. It wasn't. It wasn't the the Kingdom where they playing in. Can't remember what that park was called in Seattle. But and then um, Georgia Tech played a bowl game in that stadium where I believe that they all stood on the same sideline. Their opponent. I think. They, I think they all played in. Uh, Safeco Field, yeah, Safeco Field, yeah. There you go. So that was where WrestleMania 19 was here had. I think it's the same park, isn't it? They haven't demolished it and built another one. So anyway, uh, but Braves are rolling right along. But the uh, the Cincinnati Reds came in tonight with a 11 game winning streak. They were looking to tie their fran. By the way, when I talk about tying their franchise record, it's not something the big red machine has done. It's not something that that 1990 World Series team did. Now, this is going back to the 1950s. This is like when Frank Robinson was in his second year in the big leagues. Wasn't that 61 team that went and played the Yankees in the World Series when Frank Robinson was a National League MVP, right? They had all the boppers in their lineup and all that good stuff. Wasn't that team. It was the 50s and early Frank Robinson. So, anyway, uh, United uh, is taking on the Red Bulls tomorrow in, in uh, New York. And, listen, you can join me as we cheer on our Atlanta United versus the New York Red Bulls. Brew House Cafe, 401 Moreland Avenue Northeast, tomorrow night from 7 to 9, June 24th. Specials on Bud Light, giveaway items, and more. Register to win two Atlanta United tickets versus the Philadelphia Union on July 2nd. Sponsored by Bud Light. Must be 21 and over. Please drink responsibly. When we come back, we keep asking this. It's like what the Joker said in Batman, uh, Jack Nicholson. Who do you believe? Who do you believe? Who do you believe? It's up next. Sports Radio 910 of the game. The app. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 92.9, the game, back at a Chuckery show, hanging out in the Kia Studios Friday night with you. All right, here's what we got going on. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. That's the phone line and our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text. I'm going to open up the phone lines to you in this segment, okay? So a, a lot has been made about what the Atlanta Hawks are going to do or not do or this, that, and the other. And – as I explained last night on the show, on the draft show with Sparty and Caleb Johnson, and I said this on my podcast, I really do believe that the Atlanta Hawks are going to run this thing back. When you look at, and when I say run it back, you've got all five of your starters signed. You've got arguably your your main guy off the bench and Bogey Bogdanovich signed to a long-term deal. you got your two young guys signed and um, uh, A.J. Griffin and Jalen Johnson so you're, you got Okongwu signed, who's going to be due for a rookie extension here. So you've got basically nine players. And I, I think you have ten total players with Sadiq Bey under contract. But you could tweak the back end of this roster. But I think with the starting five, Bogey, Griffin, Johnson, Okongwu, that's, that's your bench guys. They're going to run this thing back. And you don't go in the luxury tax at the start of the season. You go in the luxury tax at the end of the year. And if the Hawks are floundering around another one of these eighth, because, again, they may tweak the roster to get down to under the $7.5 million first threshold of the luxury tax. But they'll stay in the luxury tax, and if it doesn't work at the, at the trade deadline, then they start moving pieces around, starting with DeJounte Murray and, and maybe one or two other pieces that teams are looking for. So let me let you hear what Landry Field said about going in the luxury tax, and then I'm going to read you a quote from what Brian Windhorst had to say last night. Here's what Landry Field said about the luxury tax. I'm so happy to put this to rest. I'm actually glad that you asked that question. I have the authority, the group that I'm working with has the authority to do what we need to do to build the best possible team and franchise that we possibly can. Can I be in the tax? Absolutely. Can I get out of the tax? Absolutely. If there's a decision to make one way or the other, you should actually look at me as opposed to like ownership. There's always a way in which this goes about. Of course, do you want to save money? Everyone does. But in this business and for this particular sport, 
like there are team building strategies that have everything to do with being in the tax and not being in the tax. So it's not just about the money and savings. Like there are certain components of it allow us to do things that we need to do to build out a roster, whether you're in it or whether you're not. So yes, ownership is awesome. They've given us full clarity and full authority to do what we need to do to build out a championship level team. Okay. You're not going to build a championship level team unless you're in the luxury tax. Sorry. Uh, tell me what good team in the, is not in the luxury tax. Tell me one roster that's not in the luxury tax that's worth a flip and, and goes in the playoffs and very far in the playoffs. Now, Brian Windhorst, right? Now, look, he's another one of these guys. A lot of these guys people take as gospel. Sham Sharinia, Woj, Brian Windhorst. A lot of these guys that, that people take as gospel, except for when it doesn't go their way and it's not the narrative that they want to – buy into, then they don't think it's accurate information. Here's what Brian Windhorst said. And he's, again, one of the more connected guys in the media in the NBA. Quote, the Hawks are under a mandate, from what I've been told, to get out of the luxury tax. Let me repeat that. The Hawks are under a mandate, from what I've been told, to get out of the luxury tax. Now, do I believe Landry Fields has the ability and and no ability or whatever, I don't think that that call comes from anybody but Tony Ressler. If Tony Ressler does not want to be in the luxury tax, I don't care what kind of decision-making power Landry Fields has. They are not going to be in the luxury tax. If your boss tells you you can't do something, you either don't do it or you look for another job. Pretty simple. It's not really hard. And they did everything they could to be under the luxury tax last year. Trade away Kevin Herter. The moves at the dead at the trade deadline, they saved money in all of those moves. Everything that they have done as far as building this roster since Kevin Herter has been traded has been getting themselves under the luxury tax and not increasing payroll. So 404-726-0929. Who do you believe? Who do you believe in this scenario? Because here again, they're in the luxury tax at about $9 million with a tax bill that'll be about $13 million. And there's thresholds. I mean, the way the CBA is structured now, there is a lot of angst about getting in the luxury tax. And part of the other thing, too, is when you start to get in the luxury tax, it's hard to get out of unless you plan ahead. Not just willy-nilly, one day we're in, we got to be out of it the next day. You can't do it that way. It's hard. And you have some big-time contracts that in the NBA, when you trade players, there has to be some equal footing. Now, you can trade for expiring contracts and all that good stuff, but it has to be equal fitting, footing. You can't trade a $35 million player for two second-round draft picks. The NBA won't let you do that. There has to be some salary matching when you get a trade like that going. So who do you believe? I mean, I'm not saying Landry Fields is lying, but that was a very um, judicious answer to that question. I, I, I still don't have a, again, I know we can either be in or out. We're in it now. We're in the luxury tax now, and we're in the offseason, and you can make moves to get under it, or you can stay in it. 
I get that concept. That's common sense. But when I hear somebody like Brian Windhorse, who's not hot take Tommy, and many of you all out there in the audience, you believe that these guys, when they start speaking, it's gospel. Okay? If it's gospel, then when, because again, I've heard from you, oh, well, they break all the stories. Okay, if they break the stories, then he's breaking a story that the Hawks are mandated to get under the luxury tax from what he's been told. That's breaking a story, folks. I'll be honest with you. I believe Brian Windhorst. I don't think he's making it up. I don't think he's buying the spin that people are feeding him and he's buying into a narrative. I think it's reality. And you can't tell me that we're going to build a roster that is going to be somewhere in the upper half of the Eastern Conference standings and we're not in a luxury tax situation. Unless they find the miracle of all miracle deals that they can get out of it or just the expiring contract, whatever. I don't I don't really care. But I I don't believe, but again, I think they are going to run this thing back until the trade deadline, and then they will evaluate from there. I think when you look at all five guys as starters, I think it'll be the same starting five next year or this upcoming season as it was the end of last year. I think it'll be the same starting five. And it'll be Bogey. It'll be uh, Jalen Johnson. It'll be DeAndre, or um, um, who am I missing? Um, Okongwu. And it'll be A.J. Griffin. And that'll be at least four of the guys that come off your bench with probably a veteran backup point guard as the other guy that's coming off your bench. And they'll do that to the trade deadline. And if it's not better, uh, DeJounte Murray, Asta Lasagna, don't get any on you. I think that's how they're going to roll it. And am I in favor of that? No. But this is what my gut is telling me. This is when I'm looking at the tea leaves and reading the tea leaves about what actions have been done between last year and this year, and looking and reading at the tea leaves. And I'm not blaming Carl or Rob, but this is the way I want to phrase the question. Landry, you're in the luxury tax now. Do you plan to stay in the luxury tax this year? Then he says, well, you know, we have the ability to this and the other. Yeah, but how do you build a championship-caliber team and not be in the luxury tax? Who has a championship-caliber team that's not in the luxury tax, Landry. Tell me. I'm open. I'm open-minded to it. How do you have a championship-caliber team with a super max guy on your roster and not be in the luxury tax? Unless you have all of your rookies that are first-team all-NBA guys. Unless all of a sudden you have the luckiest draft in NBA history and all of your young guys are star players before they get paid. Short of that, if you have quality talent, you have to pay for it. And again, I'm not saying Landry Fields is lying. I'm not saying Brian Windhorse is 100% correct. But I don't think he's making stuff up. I don't think he's just throwing stuff at a wall for the sake of doing it. And again, there's a lot of you all out there, and I'm pointing to you that believe everything that these guys say is gospel. 
Woj, Shams, Windhorst, right? That the, a lot of these insiders, you know, in the NFL, Schefter and uh, what's his name, um, Ian Rappaport, that it's gospel when those guys speak, okay? It's funny how it's gospel until it affects your team. Then all of a sudden it's, well, you know, the narrative isn't true. And I do say all the time the Peter King theory. Peter King knows more about the NFL than everybody else. But when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons, he doesn't know more than me. Doesn't have better information than, than what I do. And we talk to people. We, we talk to different people, you know, that are, you know, out about round and round and all this good kind of stuff. Do I think that there's a mandate in place? I think that there is maybe not a mandate, but whatever you want to call it, that, hey, we need to find ourselves at worst under the first threshold of the luxury tax, which I believe is $7.5 million over that threshold. I want to say the luxury tax is, what, 230 or I, I don't know what the number is. I have to look all that up, but. But there, but I think that there is a there is a threshold as far as the luxury tax goes. And if that's the case, and they want to be under it, then okay. I mean, again, I don't know how you build your roster, even if you're just running it back. I don't even know if you're running it back with the same guys. You're you're, you're going to be in the luxury tax as of right now. Who are you replacing John Collins or Dejounte Murray or Clint Capella with? That's a better player. That's a cheaper player. And I don't mean like 20 bucks cheaper. I mean 5 a.m. This is why I brought up Kyle Kuzma the other night. When Garrett and uh, who, who was the other guy? Dom. Dom DeLuise and Garrett uh, uh, Garrett Anderson. That's why I brought it up, those guys. Kyle Kuzma. He might be a really good. I mean, again, he may play power forward for this team, and he costs you about 5 or $6 million less. Well, if he's 5 or $6 million less than John Collins, 5 or $6 million we pick up on the salary cap table. All right, Lauren Williams is going to join us up next. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back at it. Chuck Show hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Friday night with you. 404-726-0929, that is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Well, NBA draft uh, last night. We had fun at the uh, NBA draft party at the uh, State Farm Arena. And, uh, of course, this lady was covering the Atlanta Hawks at their practice facility. Lauren Williams joining us on the WadeFord.com hotline. Lennis Ford dealer. She's the beat writer for the Atlanta Hawks for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of her fine work, and she is on Twitter, at WilliamsLaurenL. As always, uh, Lauren, appreciate the time as uh, we talk about this draft that uh, went uh, down last night. Of course. I'm so happy to, you know, that we're finally on the other side of this. Yeah, so what what were the biggest reasons that you think that they looked at um, selecting Kobe Bufkin with that number 15 pick. What what stood out to them about the reason that they took him at 15? Yeah, you know, I think that they just focused a lot on his upside. I think he's a guy that, yes, he's he's young. And, again, you and I have talked about this a million times over the course of our many chats uh, leading up to last night. But, you know, he's not going to spend a lot of time, I believe, with the, the main team this year, you, you, you kind of expect to see him probably spending a lot of his time out in uh, College Park just because they have a lot of depth with both DeJounte Murray and uh, Trey Young in the backcourt, and they'll likely bring in a, a bit of a more savvy veteran to kind of be the backup for those two guys. But I think what stood out to them about him is just his maturity, that's kind of what Landry Fields pointed to in his conversations that he's had with Kobe Bufkin. Um, I think they also just like the fact that he is in love with basketball. It sounds like he's the type of guy that's going to be a gym rat who's always going to be working on, uh, you know, leveling up. Um, I also think he's the type of guy who's never going to sleep until, um, you know, he gets out there and, and, and satisfies not just himself, but everybody else so I think they really appreciate that he's the type of person that's not going to rest on his laurels and who's really going to kind of bring the attitude that this team kind of needs to shift the culture toward one that wants to win a championship so I guess you know the big question is can this be a guy that helps out the Hawks this year or is it more valuable for him to develop because he is young and he's got a lot of work that he needs on his game 
Is it better for mm-hmm. him versus playing five to eight minutes a night on the Hawks bench mm-hmm. to go to College Park and start every night and get that development? Yeah, I think he's kind of going to be in the similar boat that Jalen Johnson was in a couple years ago where he doesn't have a lot of minutes available to him just because of how much depth that he has. And that's not to say that he won't maybe get, you know, five minutes here, five minutes there. But from everything that I've heard as far um, as far as reporters from back in Utah, Quinn Snyder's not the type of coach that will play young guys a significant amount of minutes. And we kind of saw that a bit with A.J. Griffin in the playoffs there. So I think that, you know, he'll kind of shuttle between both uh, College Park and the Hawks. But, yeah, I, I don't really think he's going to be the type of player that comes in and makes an immediate impact. Lauren Williams joining us here on the WaitFor.com hotline, beat writer for the Atlanta Hawks for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. What about Seth Lundy? What was it about yeah. him that they uh, that they liked at number 46? I really think that they like that he's a guy that can knock down 40% of his right. shots from three. I mean, that's kind of hard to argue right there. That's a pretty good percentage. But I also think it's his defense. He's going to be that quintessential 3 and D guy that's kind of eluded them. And, you know, again, I don't think he's the type of player that's going to come in and make an immediate impact just because, again, the Hawks have so much depth at wing, so many guys ahead of him in terms of Bogdan Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, DeJounte Murray. You kind of go down the list there, and you can just name all the people who will likely factor into the rotation ahead of him. But I, I think they're really thinking about, as far as the picks that they took this year, um, low-risk, high-upside, high-reward type of guys. And the three guys that they picked, including that uh, player uh, that they traded up for in the draft, sending that 2027 second-round pick to the Celtics to get number 39, Muhammad Gway. Um, I think they're just thinking low-risk, high-reward, somebody that they can develop over time. And as I, I wrote today, it's some, they're, they're, those are guys that they're going to give their all to this team. Lauren, um, you know, obviously we had Landry Fields on the show today on, on Dukes and Bell, mm-hmm. and, you know, he talked about the idea of, of having patience. And, and you brought this yeah. up the last time that I talked with you about – the idea of that I think Hawks fans are going to have to have patience that they that they weren't going to make moves right away. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, were you kind of surprised that, A, they didn't make any moves as far as where they drafted? I mean, there was a lot of rumors out there, whether it was yeah. DeAndre Hunter in Indiana, whether it was Clint Capella and the number 10 pick Dallas. Uh, from Dallas. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there were a lot of rumors flying around. Were you surprised that nothing happened on draft night, or did it go kind of just how you expected? Well, I have two answers. So I remember joking with my podcast producers that I wanted a little bit of chaos from the Hawks in the sure. sense that I wanted to see them make a move and see them kind of shake up the roster a little bit. But I'm honestly not surprised. My gut, and I think we talked about the two um, the last time we chatted, but my gut told me that they were going to stand pat at number 15. And, and Landry Fields essentially told us that when he, he chatted with the media um, in his pre-draft availability last Friday. Um, it's it's hard to see, you know, the deals that they can potentially make with this roster, just kind of where they are. It's not as if they can take on a lot of salary. Uh, they can't take on a ton of players. Uh, they can't, you know, convince other teams to to take on some of the salaries that they have. And, 
they're kind of limited in terms of the assets that they do have. And so it's not surprising that they weren't able to get things done. You look at what Dallas was able to do to, one, get rid of Davis Bertans and that contract, and they were able to move up or, or pick at 12 as opposed to picking at 15. So the Hawks were just kind of in a really weird situation. I feel like that is kind of indicative of just where they their season kind of had them falling when the regular season was over. And so, yeah, I, I wanted to see more stuff happen, but I'm not at all surprised that nothing did. Lauren Williams, Hawks beat reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, joining me on the waitfor.com hotline. So it's the question we keep going round and round about. Yeah. And, and, again, Landry Fields was on the show, and, and he talked about the luxury tax and said, look, mm-hmm. I have the uh, authority and the power with the group involved that – I can either be in it or not in it, but they're mm-hmm. in it right now. Do they mm-hmm. stay in it? I mean, again, we keep waiting for – because he, he, here's the thing, Lauren. Perception mm-hmm. has the same effect as truth, and mm-hmm. I don't perceive right now that they want to be – now, no team wants to be in the luxury tax, but right. it's really hard to build a roster without it. And right. if, you're, if you're going to have a super max player – then you're mm-hmm. going to eat up a lot of cap space, and that's going to limit what you can build around him when you have those kinds of guys. And I don't see mm-hmm. how you can not be in the luxury tax. But, again, you know, I, I'm the first thing I'm going to be looking at is not whether or not that they add a dynamic player. It's about the salaries that are moved because I don't perceive, and if you listen to what Brian Windhorst said last night on his draft mm-hmm. show, that there's a mandate that they're supposed to get under the luxury tax. I just don't know who to believe right now. I don't know. My yeah. head is spinning because of this. Yeah, it's it's a really weird, not weird, that's not the right word, but it, it, I agree with you. It's really hard to believe what they tell you at face value. Of course, you know, in talking to my sources in the front office, they say that that's not true, that there isn't a mandate to get below the luxury tax. But like you said, the moves that they make in the upcoming week ahead of free agency um, or the moves that they take or the contracts that they take on once free agency opens, I think that will dictate and kind of give you an idea of whether or not they, they do want to get under the luxury tax. Maybe it's not necessarily a mandate from ownership that they do. Maybe it's just a mandate from the front office themselves that they don't you know, quite believe that they're right there, that they can justify being in the luxury tax. That dictates whether or not they move on from some of the contracts or the players that they have. Um, I'm I'm right there with you. you. You can try and listen to what your sources say, but sometimes actions, as you you know, as they say, speak louder than words. So I, I might stay with you. I I'm my head spinning. <laughs> yeah, no, I I understand. And you know, look, I my theory is this, and. Again, you can poke holes in, in all this all you want because mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm open to it. But I think, by and large, they're going to run this thing back. They're going to give Quinn Snyder an entire offseason to get this thing right, to get this thing on track, and they're going to run it back with their starting five and most of their bench pieces. That would be mm-hmm. Bogey, Jalen Johnson, A.J. Griffin, Okongwu. That they will ride with those guys. They may tweak the bottom end of their roster, but by and large, they're going to run this thing back. And they're going to give yeah. it, I think, until the trade deadline. And at that point, they're going to have to kind of crap or get off the pot because if it's not going well, then you probably have to move on from DeJounte Murray and some guys. 
or if it does go well, then you stay in the luxury mm-hmm. tax and and you and you run that route. Give me your thoughts yeah. about that theory. Yeah, I that's kind of where I've been. Where it's they want to give Quinn Snyder a chance to make things work with what he has right now. I mean, you can point to he didn't have a full season to really get the most out of these guys. And so, yeah, I I can see them kind of making more decisions toward the luxury tax to kind of look at where DeJounte Murray's contract is, for example. He's heading into a contract year, and and if um, things aren't quite working out in the backcourt with Trey Young like they envision it to be, the trade deadline is probably – the best chance for them to get something in return. Um, You know, it might not be as good as what they gave up to get him, but at least he will have some value at that point that a contending team might be calling to see what his availability is. And, and the Hawks might, it might behoove them to, you know, try and move him at that point. So I think that's kind of where we see things happening a little bit more, but I I still think they're going to continue shopping these guys around and, and taking a listen to what what other front offices, what other teams are willing to give up. But from from all accounts, it looks like they're trying to you know not shop guys around for peanuts on the dollar. They're they're trying to get the vet, the best value that they can in return um, for moving some of these guys if they're able to move him. So move them. so I mean, without a last question for you, without mm-hmm. without, without it, you know having a specific name in mind or anything like that. Where where do you what do you think the next move is? I mean, do you think it's somebody that's traded? Do you think that they sign a lower tier free agent to kind of fill out the mm-hmm. roster? Like, what do you think is next for the Atlanta Hawks? I mean, we're obviously anticipating all this news, but what do you think mm-hmm. is kind of the next domino to fall for them? Yeah, uh, you have to you know where there's smoke, where there's fire, right? Mm-hmm. And I do think that you know Clint Capella is a is a likely like a likely person that they try to move um, just because his contract is a little bit friendlier than say John Collins is. And, you know, if they compare John Collins and Anonezo Kongu, um, you know, that might be the best case scenario to trying to, you know, hold on to some rim protection that they can, especially if they're giving up um, Capella and, and kind of moving on from that salary a little bit there. But you still have to think, um, you know, DeAndre Hunter is in play just because it seems like things were kind of ramping up a little bit with the Pacers there before they fell apart. Um, and again, names like DeJounte Murray keep coming up just because he does have a little bit of a friendlier contract being on an extending, um, excuse me, an expiring deal. So, yeah, if, if no trades happen in the next couple of days and obviously signing veterans to, you know, team-friendly deals, veteran minimums, it's probably what we see happen. She covers the Atlanta Hawks for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of her work. She is on Twitter, at WilliamsLaurenL. And Lauren Williams, join me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Lauren, as always, appreciate the time. We will certainly keep in touch here as um, yeah. we, we hopefully anticipate a busy offseason. But we yeah. will see what, the, what unfolds here over the next few weeks. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. You got it. When we come back from the top of the hour, we will get into the Falcons flyover. Uh, It is list season, so tonight PFF has their secondary rankings out, which may be the Falcons' most improved positional group this offseason. Where do they land? Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app.
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.